welcome to this week's episode of Do You Still Like Me, a podcast for the unhinged by the unhinged. My name is Jace. And my name is Ree. Hello, Ree. Hello. How are you today, Jace? I'm feeling a bit shit, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. All right. Elsa, my eight-year-old, has been sick for like a week, home from school, just a cough. And then yesterday she said that her ear was sore. So we took her to the doctor. Um, as she had COVID symptoms, they told us that when we arrived to call them. So we called them and then they said, come around the back of the medical center. We went around the back near the bins. There was a little spray tan uh, tent set up. And Wait, what? <laughs> Because she had symptoms, she wasn't allowed in the actual doctor's office. So they took us around the back to where the bins are, where they had a little oh tent God. set up and they had her inside there oh checking Oh, my out. God. Poor Elsa. That must have made her feel so, like, isolated. Yeah, because the doctor came out and he was, oh. like, had all the full PPE on. Oh, no. I mean, it's good that they're taking precautions, obviously. Mm. We are doing a lot better than some other places. Um, but yeah, what I want to know are. is, did did she at least get a free spray tan out of it? Like, come on. <laughs> Where's the freebies, Doc? Look, Where are the freebies? We don't, we don't believe in <laughs> spray tans in this family. If you're white, you're white. And you're allowed <laughs> to change that. <laughs> you just have to suck it up, I'm afraid. That's reverse racism, Jay. That's reverse racism. <laughs> uh, what did we say in the very early uh, episodes of this podcast? I'm allowed to be racist. Yes. Against yes. white people. But, but also, if- I can't remember uh, because, again, <laughs> brain, ham. I do bad. believe you said it was okay to be racist. Well, I mean, I'll have to take you at your word, but... <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I think after everything that you know you've been through in your life, yes, be as racist as you want to white people, especially to me, because I think it's very funny. <laughs> but yeah, she got uh, checked out. Um, the doctor thinks it's just a different virus that's going around, like a different viral infection. But mm. just to be sure, we went and got her COVID tested yesterday, which was <sighs> fucking traumatic. Ooh, yeah. And then I got her a Slurpee after because um, that's what I do. I reward bravery with uh, sugary frozen drinks. As every good parent should, clearly. <laughs> and <laughs> while I was feeling fine, um, this morning I woke up uh, feeling like absolute dog shit. So I'm yeah. still here though. Still doing I'm, the pod. I'm very- very proud of you for being here. Thank um, you. If I sound a little out of breath, uh, it's because <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> That's okay. That's what I'm here for. I could just talk mm. for an hour and you can just sit there and listen to me and occasionally snort when I say something funny. That doesn't, ta- <laughs> that doesn't take too much breath, you know. We'll just edit around any asthma attacks that you have. Like, th- that's manageable. You know, so welcome, welcome to the, to the re-show. re-show. Oh, my God. <laughs> sharing trauma we're sharing brain cells <laughs> we are sharing brain cells oh, i love that dear. well i'm sorry that you guys have had a fucked couple days that that's that's Thank no good you. but i hope elsa feels better soon i'm sure she's getting uh, lots of quality time with shammy at least yes so definitely that's, that's got to be something yeah 
Yeah. I loved, I loved being sick when I was a kid. Like it was mm. weird. I actually really liked being sick. Because you liked the attention. I, th- I think, I think that's it. I think that really is it. When I was a kid, like I wanted to get sick so that people <laughs> would be nice would to me. Would pay attention to me because so much of the time, all of the kids at school were horribly mean to me. I have been bullied at every school that I've been to. Mm-hmm. Um, in two of those schools, to the point of leaving the school. Um, <laughs> so when I was um, much younger, I always used to have like this weird little fantasy of like, oh, well, if I got cancer or something, mm-hmm. you know, the other kids would have to be nice to me. And that's just <laughs> tragic. That at so young, that's how I felt about myself. You know, like the only way that I could get people to like me was to get sympathy from them. I fully understand. This isn't going to surprise you. I fully understand where you're coming from with that. <laughs> I No, but that that's such a big thing, though. That's such a big thing, like with people that struggle with these kinds of things. Yeah. Like we... We need people to like us. Yes. We need people to be nice to us. It doesn't really matter how it happens. We just need it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We just need it. We just need it. It sucks because. I feel bad. Okay. Are you gone? You go. I was just going to say, um, I can't remember now. Hang on. That's okay. We can (laughs) cut this bit out. (laughs) Um, I don't know. You go. I forget. Sometimes I feel kind of bad. I remember once I was at a party a few years ago and I was very drunk and everyone there was very drunk. And, you know, there were also some other substances involved. Hmm. Um, you know. Naughty. Uh, I'm sorry? <laughs> I said naughty. <laughs> Chase, you don't know the half of it. Anyway, um. So, uh, I probably do know the half of it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So we were all sitting around outside, like, you know, um, smoking our really badly hand-rolled cigarettes and just chatting about shit. And we we're all high out of our minds um, on, uh, you know, just a very fun drug that makes you want to talk about your feelings and cuddle everyone and dance a lot. <laughs> um, so you should probably be able to guess what I'm talking about there. Um And I went into this giant trauma dump about when I was a kid, I used to wish that I had cancer so people would be nice to me. Little did I know that one Mm. of the people I was talking to was a cancer survivor. (gasps) No. Yeah, I got some pretty interesting looks. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, definitely learned my lesson about uh, who... I mm. disclose my uh, trauma and my weird childhood behaviours too because... It's really good that you have learnt to um, regulate who you t- tell this to and now mm. you've gone on to tell this story on a podcast that yeah. literally anybody in the world can listen to yeah. <laughs> judge you on. Exactly. So, you know, um, hi, people that have had cancer, please don't hate me. Um, I've also had family members that have had it. I promise I was just talking about some weird shit I did when I was a kid. I don't want that anymore. (laughs) I I promise I don't. Um, I think the hard thing with that is that we know how irrational it is to long for things like that, but we can't help it because Mm. I remember thinking like I would go in 
for a lot of tests. Like I, at one point a few years ago, had a lot of MRIs on my brain mm. to sort of try and figure out what was going on yeah. with like my chronic migraines and all of the other things that I've been sort of dealing with. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, if I've got a brain tumor, it's kind of a win-win situation for me personally, <laughs> because if I get through it, then I get the attention yeah. for, you know, having this horrible thing happen. <laughs> But if I die, I die. And that also, when you are suicidal, oh. is kind of also a win. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're bad people, but also... I, we I, are, definitely. I don't know. I don't think we're actually bad people. I think we're just people that <laughs> are severely mentally ill and have been incredibly traumatized yeah. as children. Because I don't really want to die because I have these kids that depend on me and... I can't leave them. I would never do that yeah, to them. But at the yeah. same time, my brain is constantly attacking oh, itself. Oh, God. Yeah, it's just eating itself. Like eating itself constantly. Mm-hmm. Just like, mm, yummy ham. Just going to eat some more of myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, but yeah, definitely. Um, it's good that you, you have the kids to live for. Mm. I don't have any, so. <laughs> You've got me to live for. You've got the podcast to live for. I've got the podcast to live for. I've got the podcast to live for. Yeah. And if you die, the podcast dies. And then I have oh no God. outlet. What will all of our adoring fans do? All It's not about them. them. <laughs> Look, it's not about our 10 fans and our best friend, Jerry O'Connell, who followed the Twitter back. It is about me. <laughs> Something actually that is along the lines of what we were just talking about and something that I did mean to bring up in our very first episode and then in every episode since, but I forgot, is uh, why we named the podcast Do You Still Like Me? Oh, I like that. That's, that's yeah, that's a nice topic. Um, mm. You go first because you thought of it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that anything you could say would be exactly what I would say anyway. Yeah. Well, we thought of naming it Do You Still Like Me because we both have, as you know, the same personality disorder where we have this intense need to be liked by everyone. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, it, As the Backstreet Boys said, you know, don't care who you are, where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. It's we need to be liked and we yeah. need to be constantly asking people if they still like us because we have this. Oh, yep this issue where mm. it's like uh, yeah you go <laughs> yeah no 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 like like totally totally it is such a thing I'm constantly asking my friends if they're mad at me all the time mm-hmm. and like it could be the slightest change in their behavior it could just be that they have messaged me slightly less often that day it could be the tone of a message was slightly off Um, And Mm -hmm. it could be absolutely nothing to do with me. Like they could just be having a bad day or something or they're dealing with something else entirely. But the way that my shitty brain chemistry works, I will immediately be like, it's me, it's all me, they hate me, oh my God, I've done something and now Mm -hmm. I'm in the bad books and oh my God, and I need to grovel to this person and oh, do you still like me? Like have I done something wrong? Is there anything I can do? Like what's going on? And they're just like, Re, shut the fuck up. Like I love (laughs) you, but it's fine. I'm just tired and it's really funny to me because sometimes um, also neurodivergent people tend to clump together. Like we all tend to be, we all tend to end up with each other. So sometimes (laughs) I will have friends coming to me 
being like, is everything okay? Have I done something wrong? And I'm like, shut up. What's wrong with you? It's fine. I'm just having a bad day. Like, whatever. And in my head, like, it takes me a few minutes to be like, oh, that's the thing that I do as well. I probably shouldn't. (laughs) So that's very fun. That's very fun. (laughs) I think the thing is as well, it doesn't even have to actually, there doesn't have to actually be a change in the way that someone's speaking to you. Any perceived change is like something's wrong. Like I have a feeling something's wrong. Like I will message you out of the blue and I'll be like, Re, have I done something? And you'd be like, what? No. And I'd be like, you'd you be like, why would that? you think and that? And I've just been like, everything's fine. Yeah. Because it'd be like, and then be like, I panic. I'm like, have I done that? something to make you think that? Oh my God. Yeah. No, no it's, <laughs> it's, it's just like, I'll get a feeling and I'll get really it's paranoid. Terrifying. But yeah, it can be really worrying sometimes. Like I'll just be going about my day and out of nowhere, I will be hit with this intense wave of paranoia, which is a symptom that I don't think people really talk about enough in regards to things like BPD, ADHD, anxiety, that it really is Mm -hmm. such an intense thing that can just completely turn your day around like and you get physical symptoms as well when I'm worried that I've done something to hurt someone or that someone yeah. is going to abandon me or has abandoned me my body yep. just reacts in the most horrible way I am cold I'm sweating I am shaking my stomach is bad I'm either gonna vomit or shit myself or both not fun for anyone involved no and it just it absolutely grips you in its icy little fingers and it does not let go until you get that like that hit of oh it's okay they still like me you know I haven't done anything wrong Mm -hmm. or like even if it's even if you know you have done something or something is going on even just that tiny reassurance that like hey, it's okay, I still like you, we will talk about this, just not right now. Yeah. Like, it's going to be okay. Like, you just need that. And, yeah, like, I'm I'm sure there are other people out there that get this, but it can absolutely fuck my day up. Like, my body will then also take ages to recover from that level of panic and that level of just... Just being absolutely terrified that I'm about to be abandoned. That's it. Yeah. It is panic. That's mm. exactly what it is because it's uh, I it's panic. You mm. you panic because you something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Even if even before you even reach out to that person, mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden you feel it, you feel something is wrong, and then it's just you can't shake it. It takes yeah. a long time to get over it. Yeah, yeah. That's the second time I've started a sentence and just completely forgot where I was going with it. So, <laughs> But no, I think I think we're on the same page there. And I think a lot of people that listen to us will also be on the same page in regards to that. It, it's not something that is easy to talk about and it's not something that's easy to no. deal with. Because in my experience, when I've tried to speak to people that perhaps don't suffer from, you know... Uh, mental illness or even just from kind of like a lesser degree of it like they'll have generalized anxiety or depression Mm -hmm. 
and I'll try to talk to them about this this fear and this panic and this paranoia that I experience and they'll be like well you're just like you're overreacting like everything's fine and it's mm-hmm. like you don't understand <laughs> there mm-hmm. is no such thing to me as an overreaction every reaction yep. that I have is purely that a reaction in my mind exactly you're reacting to yeah. something that you are experiencing exactly in my mind and with my particular fun little cocktail of brain shit it's totally rational to me and in the mm-hmm. moment at least but often quite a while afterwards until I've like completely come down from the episode and mm-hmm. I have said and done horrible things when I've been in the grip of that fear um I have you know been in the middle of discussions with friends or partners and I've gotten even a hint that that is going to happen and I go into full on Mm -hmm. um you know so like fight or flight's a thing right yeah um my thing is fight (laughs) um at least a lot of those situations I have taken things that have been so innocuous and turned them into big full on arguments because Mm -hmm. of the fear and the fear. It's a defense mechanism. Yeah. It's a defense mechanism. And it it makes me feel like I need to take charge of this situation. Mm -hmm. Like they can't hurt me if I hurt them first. They can't leave me if I leave them Mm -hmm. first. And it's like, it's fucked and I hate that I do it. And thankfully I do it a lot less than I used to. Um, I, it used to be real bad. Like I'm sure you know, having <laughs> been my friend for a very yeah, long time. But like, thankfully, I've messaged you. I was gonna say, thankfully, you've never done that to me. Um. <laughs> oh, I've never done that to you, no. But like, I've I've messaged I've messaged you after I've. It's usually with partners for me mm. personally. Um, I have a very tumultuous relationship history, unfortunately. Um, you know, I got dumped a few weeks into starting this podcast. Very fun <laughs> for me. Um, it's great content but- though. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No, no worries. I'm always here to give you content. Like, just going through a nervous breakdown. Oh, better switch the microphone on. Um, But I've messaged you in the middle of these episodes being like, I said this to blah and they hate me and I'm just Mm. sending you screenshots and sending you screenshots. And you're like, whoa, 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 what? (laughs) Sometimes I worry that people that I know are going to listen to this podcast that maybe don't know me quite as closely they're going to listen to this mm. and they're going to be like, oh my God, Re is a nightmare. And like, I'm not a it's... nightmare. I'm just sick. Like I'm, I'm actually ill. I'm unwell. <laughs> the thing about feeling these things um, the way that we do is what is just either a minor inconvenience or an obstacle that can be overcome by other people to us is the end of the world. It is like, tear you tear the skin off your face leap into traffic kind of end of the world and Mm -hmm. I think the worst thing I know for me and probably you will be able to relate as well the worst thing is being aware of it yeah but not being able to stop it no like every therapist I have ever spoken to has said you are so self-aware and that is such a good thing that you understand you know and you're looking to understand your brain and you understand why you do things and I'm like no Sandra, it's not good. It's not a good thing that I'm so self-aware. I would rather be in the dark about it because yeah. I can't stop it anyway. Yeah. So I would rather not be aware that it's going on rather than be aware that it's going on and not be able to fucking stop it. No, exactly. 
exactly. It's the worst thing. I, I've also, at least in recent years, maybe not when I was a bit younger, but definitely in recent years, I have been very self-aware and like I can feel myself doing it and I try to mm-hmm. stop. Um, one of my ex-partners and I, um, who was one of the longer relationships that I have and I'm still very thankful for this person and we're still very close friends. Uh, he he just unfortunately lives in a different country uh, and COVID. So <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not going to work. But he's, he's a very good, very lovely friend of mine. When we were dating, we had a code word for when those situations came up. I'm not going to say what ah. it was. It was just It was just a random word, but I feel like I would be betraying um, his trust by saying exactly what word it yeah. was. Uh, so I'm just going to pick a random one out of the air. Um, like, uh, fuck, blanket. Okay, I just looked I just looked to my left and there's a blanket. So we would be <laughs> in the middle of one of these situations and he would just say blanket and I would stop. I'd be like, okay, I'm doing the thing again. I'm doing the thing again, mm. aren't I? And we would stop, we would take a step back and we would reassess what we were talking about, where we were coming from, what exactly was going on. And nine times out of 10, it diffused the situation. That's really good. Uh, And we were able to like have a proper discussion like, hey, are you you actually angry about this? Or are you just escalating Mm. things out of a need for control, out of a need to have it like out of like a defense mechanism? Is that what's going on? Or is there an actual problem here? And yeah, most of the time we managed to sort it out. And if we were having an actual real argument about things, uh, trying to diffuse it like that wouldn't sort it out, but that's how I would know that there was a real issue. No, that so, it was re- yeah, yeah. So in the end, it pretty much always worked. And that's awesome. So that's that's a tip that I would say for people. Um, if you're finding yourself in these situations with like close cl- close friends or partners, have a chat with them and be like, "Hey, we need like a." C- because if you just say to someone, oh, you're overreacting, oh, you're doing the thing again, mm-hmm. blah, 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 that could set them off more. I know that oh, it would set me off it more. It would fucking if set some- me off. Uh, if someone tells me to calm down, oh, 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 oh buddy, you are getting punched Them's in the face. Them spiting words. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm with you yeah. there. Yeah, but like I found that it, it was almost like a safe, it was like an emotional It's safe a safe word. word. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, hey, this has gone too far. Can we take a step back? Saying it, just having a safe word instead of like a phrase being like, oh, you're doing the thing again. It was in a way, it was Mm. saying it to me in a way that was non-confronting. I didn't feel attacked. Yes, because if you say you're doing this, Mm. it's like, oh, so I'm the one that's doing the wrong thing. You're you're putting it on me. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you just have a word like chicken salad, it's like, oh, okay, chicken salad. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) You mentioned before uh, fight or flight Mm. and you said that you used to be more fight. Yeah. I also was very fight Mm -hmm. and I've kind of had to train myself to become flight, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't, there's no, it's not really a middle ground for me. I can't sit there when I'm having a discussion and be like, I I can if it's kind of over text because I can compose myself. You can put the phone down. Yeah. And I can think it through. I can rewrite things and, you know, I'm very, I'm much better with the written word than I am with speaking out loud, as you can probably tell from this podcast. Um, (laughs) But if I'm having a discussion in person with somebody, I need to walk away a lot of the time because it just builds up and builds up. And I know that I'm going to say something that I regret. I know that I'm going to be like, say something that's going to hurt someone because that's the way that I protect myself is like, if someone's angry at me, 
then I'm going to do something that makes them really angry at me. That way I have control mm-hmm. over what they're angry at me for, um, which I know oh, it sounds absolutely yep, yep, fucking yep. insane, but I can't help it. No, so I've had to sort no. of train myself to step <laughs> away. So Michael and I don't really fight, but we do have like little arguments where there's miscommunications because he's he has ADHD, but he's also... He doesn't have um, anxiety or BPD, you know, or any of that kind of stuff. He has, he grew up with parents that, two parents that loved him uh, in a very secure family with, you know, not really anything, like no, no real traumas. So he doesn't really understand where I'm coming from when I mm. sort of get inside my own head with things. So if we mm. have a discussion where he's like, you didn't tell me that, and then I'll be like, no, I did tell you that. I know that I told you that because I grew up with a mother that gaslit me and would tell me that I didn't say things when I knew that I did or she'd be like, remember, you said this when I know that I didn't. So my sense of um, like my memory's fucked to begin with, but then I really start to question myself in a lot of circumstances like, oh shit, like did I maybe not communicate that well? So I get very um, defensive when someone says, you didn't tell me that when I'm like, no, I swear I told you that. So it's just little things like that where he's like, he's sure that, I didn't tell him something, but I'm there like, no, I know that I did. And I'll start to freak mm. out and I'll be like, I have to mm-hmm. walk away. I'll be like, all right, this is, I've I got to go. And then I'll go to the bedroom and then I'll send him a text. I'll be like, I'm sorry, but this is where I'm coming from. And it stems from here. This is the point in my childhood where I can, you know, trace it back to. And that's why I'm reacting this way because of this. And then he'll be like, that's fine. And I'll be like, I love you. And he'll be like, I love you too. So like we can communicate, yeah. but I have to yeah. step away and I have to communicate with him through text because that's the yeah. way that a I feel safest communicating with anyone and b um I can think through what I'm trying to say so uh, yeah exactly I'm getting really out of breath <laughs> no it's okay take some breaths no but I think that's very smart and I think that's really good that you guys have that kind of system in place mm. to see we to make we, we put shit. these systems in place that work for us personally and not like we said before yeah. we've said before on this podcast not everything is going to work for everyone and you find those little things that work for you in your situation and then mm-hmm. you do that and you try yeah, different exactly. things. Yeah, exactly. If it works for you, it works for you. Um, exactly. Yeah. So like, you know, stepping out of being face-to-face is what works for you. For me, things like code yep. words work very well. Um, mm-hmm. When I was younger and when I lived at home and when things weren't so great in the relationship between my mother and I, the way that I talk about her, you'd think that she's a saint, but Mm -hmm. um, the truth is Wendy and I... Nobody's a saint. Yeah. Wendy and I had a very fraught relationship up until I was about 19 or so. Ever since then, we've been, oh, maybe maybe more like 20, 21. Um, But Mm. 19 is where it kind of started to get a bit better. Now we're the best of friends. You wouldn't have Mm. any idea but it was when I was a teenager when I was living at home and when I was in the absolute depths of my mental health it was not good Mm -hmm. it was not good and there was many a time where we would be yelling at each other and I would literally have to go into my room and shut the door Mm mid-conversation she hated that Mm -hmm. she'd come to my door and she'd yell at me through my door (laughs) um yeah but like it's just what I needed to do otherwise I would just scream in her face and I didn't want to do that I didn't want to do that I'm very thankful yeah. that, you know, her and I have a much better relationship now. Um, like, we're doing a lot better. But for a while there, it was a bit touch and go <laughs> when I was a teenager. We were not each other's biggest fans. Not at all. That's very similar to me and Gabby because, I mean, 
not similar in the sense that Gabby and I are friends now because we don't talk anymore, but I was pretty close to her throughout childhood. And then when Mm. I started to become a woman, um, you know, like puberty and stuff. um, Yeah. That's kind of when things went south, like south for us. I think it was, she maybe felt like she was losing control of me in some senses. Yeah. And that's sort of, I don't want to, I don't want to, I want to be open on this podcast, but I also don't want to um, say too much about the personal uh, relationships and stuff that I've had with her just because I don't want to like, um, yeah, make her out to be like a criminal. She was pretty emotionally abusive to me throughout my life. And there are so many things that I will never, ever forgive her for. But, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to demonize her. We did, like she did good things as well, but you know what? I always think that like she did do some really good things for me and she was a good mother sometimes, but at the same time, that's what people who have left abusive boyfriends have said like oh but he's so nice to me sometimes the good times are really good and that's I think I was speaking to someone yesterday to a friend who was like you know is it fair to uh stand up for my parents and you know they're my parents should I not love them unconditionally I feel bad about you know maybe I don't love them unconditionally and I said to her I don't believe in unconditional love I don't think that should be a thing because people hurt people and people should not have to put up with that yeah it doesn't matter who they are if they're your Mm -hmm your mother, your father, your uncle, like your auntie who raised you. Like it doesn't fucking matter. You've got to look at it as if, if your friend came to you and said, Mm -hmm. my boyfriend is telling me that I'm fat, is um, making me go on diet pills, is telling me what I can and can't eat and when, what would you say to that person? Mm. You would say to them, oh, leave that abusive <laughs> son of a bitch right now. He's yeah, a piece say, of shit. Dump his ass. Fuck. Exactly. And now yeah. imagine that, that imagine that abusive boyfriend is that person's mother. You should be saying the exact yeah. same thing. Like if you can cut off a parent who is treating you like absolute fucking shit, you should do that because it's for your own mental health. And just because they birthed you or raised you, that does not give them the right mm-hmm. to treat you like that. So I kind of went off on a little tangent there, but yeah. um, no, no, no. I'm I'm really happy that like you said that because that is that is really important. That is really important. I'm I'm very lucky in the fact that Wendy and I were able to salvage our relationship mm-hmm. and that it never got to the point of abuse. We just fought yeah. a lot. Like we we had a lot of arguments, and I think a lot of it came down to her not quite understanding mental illness and like Mm. where I was at and what I was suffering through she is so much more understanding now I talked to her on the phone today and I just explained to her you know kind of where I was at and like what I was going through and she was super receptive and Mm. like really proud of me for like taking steps um whereas like you know even even when I was in like my early 20s she would have been like you know oh like, you know, oh, if you're unhappy in your job, just stay. you got to stay in your job because it's important to have a job. Shit like that. Choose um, happiness. Whereas now <laughs> she's a lot more, yeah, yeah, she's a lot more, um, she's a lot more understanding now. She's a lot more clued in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I had a really nice chat with her today, Jace. Oh, yes. Um, and I told her something today, Jace. Okay. Did you? I told her about the podcast. <gasps> <laughs> so Wendy now knows that this exists. <laughs> 
Is she listening? Um, I don't know if she's going to... Is she going to rate us on iTunes? I don't know if she's going to listen. I know she has an iPhone, so I could probably just get her to rate uh, without listening. Please rate us five stars on iTunes. Wendy, please. Mom, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, write a review. Basically, how it came up was um, I told her that I had a hobby that I was finally sticking to for once that I'd been sticking to for the past eight weeks mm. or so. Uh, and she's like, I'm really proud of you. What have you been doing? I'm like, oh, well, now I need to tell you what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I want, you know, and she's like, what is it about? And I'm like, well, you know, it's mental health, but it's also just kind of just a nice way to just talk about things that are on my mind and that mm-hmm. I want to talk about. And, you know, a lot of people have said that they find listening to me and Jay's comforting, that it's like, you know, being in a room with a couple of friends and you're all just having a chat and it's a nice time. Which is time. so nice. Uh, and occasionally, occasionally I talk about sucking dick and she's like, yeah, I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh... I'm like, look, mum, I said to her, I'm like, mum, you are the only member of the family that I'm telling about this at the moment. Maybe later down the line, other people might find out, but I'm telling you this in confidence <laughs> because I know that you know what I am actually like. The the <laughs> me that I am and the me that I am to my family, mm. uh, they don't exactly line up 100% of the time. And I think yeah. a lot of people do that, A lot, of, especially a lot of neurodivergent people, a lot of queer people, a lot of trans people. Like you have you and then you have family yeah. you. Um, Wendy... I'm 100% no filter with. She knows the real me. But if my dad Mm. were to find this podcast, (laughs) oh boy, I would be in big trouble. I'd be in big trouble. But my mum understands that I am nearly 30 years old. um, And, you know, it would be a bit, like she'd probably be a bit more concerned if I wasn't talking about sucking dick (laughs) and doing drugs and shit. Because I am nearly 30 years old. So you're like, does Rhea still like dick? <laughs> I must remember to ask Rhea if they still like dick. Spoiler alert. Yes. Um, <laughs> but uh, she understands that, you know, I'm, I'm an adult and I've had adult experiences. Whereas some of my other family, I mm-hmm. like, I don't know. They're not particularly conservative, but at the same time, like... I feel like Mm. if they knew who I really was, they'd be absolutely shocked. And that's not even that bad. Like, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm going around like giving children tattoos and like doing drugs while I'm at my (laughs) job or anything. Like, I'm just an adult that, you know. You bring up giving children tattoos. Yeah. I have a child who wouldn't mind if you gave them a tattoo. Uh, I was talking to Elsa today about Jeffrey Dahmer and how he said that, this makes me sound fucked up. I don't just talk mm. to my kid about Jeffrey Dahmer. But we were talk. she was like biting, like pretending to bite my arm. And she was like, oh, I'm going to eat you. And I was like, oh, I don't taste very good because I've got tattoos. And she's like, what? I'm like, oh, there's this cannibal who <laughs> said that, um, that people with tattoos don't taste that good. So he doesn't like to eat people with tattoos. And she was like, I need to get a tattoo. How old do I have to be till I can get a tattoo Aww. so I can be safe from the cannibals? So <laughs> if you're looking for a child to tattoo, Ree, um, sure. I've got one here. Sure, I've got She's one to eight. practice on. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, look, Elsa and, I, <laughs> Elsa and I are best buddies anyway. So I'm sure she'd be so down mm. for me to give her a tattoo. You two are getting married. So. Yeah. I mean, apparently Elsa has stated in the past that she wants to marry me. And I'm like, oh, I mean, look, kid, mm-hmm. I'm like 20 years older than you. Um, I told her that and she goes, I can wait. Oh, that's 
so cute. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my god. I never uh, know what to say to shit like that because like I used to work in childcare. I know. And I did have kids be like, "Can I marry you?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." Mm, mm, ooh, because like you don't want to break their heart, and you know that like they don't mean mm-hmm. it, mean it, but. Like, also, mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't want to, like, say yes to a kid and then they run around being like, me and Rhea are going to get married. And then everyone looks at me and they're like, are you now? Uh, and I'm like, I'm not a pedophile. I swear to God, I'm not. Rhea doesn't was... have a job anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and see, this is the kind of shit that I'm saying on the podcast. Uh, I don't want certain parts of my family to hear. Because, like... Like I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. I'm going to make jokes. I, I, I drink alcohol. I smoke cigarettes. I have done drugs. Not in a while. Not for lack of trying, just mostly for lack of money. Um, <laughs> like, and I've, I've had sex. I've had bad relationships. I've said and done shitty things. Um, as we all know, I'm a virgin, so I don't, I can't relate. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Like, you know, immaculate <laughs> conception and all that. Very proud of you. Twice. You know, he, very he, rare. He only does that every once in a while. And you got picked twice. Like, you're a lucky bitch. I know. Damn. Suck me Fuck. off, Jesus. Wait, it was... <laughs> Jesus was not the one. That... <laughs> I don't know. Suck maybe me Jesus off, Mary. Cru- maybe Jesus has a crush on you. He's just like, well, I want to keep knocking this one up. <laughs> I was taking a drink of... I was taking a drink of water when you said that. You're welcome. Oh my god, you I just are spat very it welcome. All over myself. <laughs> oh, my oh, I bet Jesus loved watching that. <laughs> he thought that was hot. God is watching you, especially you. <laughs> oh god. We've reached the Fucking blasphemy hell. section of the podcast. <laughs> we have reached the blasphemy section of the podcast. I'm, speaking oh. of uh speaking of blasphemy, mm-hmm. we have a little bit of a, a fucked crush update. <gasps> Do, 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 do. It's Fucked Crush Report with Rhea and Jace. Good evening. Let's get into and it. And welcome to the Fucked Crush <laughs> Update. All right, hit me. Fucked Crushes. So with the crushes. Uh, we, since releasing the podcast uh, last episode, have had an influx oh my God. of people who want to share their fucked crushes. Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> should I... Sh- I'm wondering if I should do this as like least to most fucked. Or just do it in a random order. No, 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 no. No, you got to scale it up. Start at least fucked. I want this to ramp up and blow my mind. I want to be dead <laughs> by the end of this list. I, okay. I, want, I want my brain to explode. So please proceed with the most mundane. Right. And let's get into it. So uh, Madison said Hexus from Fern Gully. And that is one that I agree with. The... Children's cartoon Fern Gully. Not fucked at all. They didn't have to be that sexy with that slime monster. First of all, your first mistake was Tim Curry casting him as doing the voice. It's Tim Curry. It's Tim. If if you have not had crush on Tim Curry or a Tim Curry character in some point of your life. You're more fucked than we are. Yeah. I I, like, surely (laughs) you must be just complete incel. Like, my God. But yeah, no. <laughs> Hexus was hot. Like, Oh, my damn. God. That song. Oh, they gave him the most horny song, song the ever. voice. And, like, you know, he can, like. The slime. He can, like, shapeshift. That was May. really. Oh, God. He can yeah, shapeshift. He's got all the attachments, you know. <laughs> Whatever you're feeling like that day, he can do it, baby. 
Nothing oh wrong with God. that. I'm into it. I'm down. That's I not fucked at all. Not shocked. That's the least fucked. So I'm with you on that one. That was that's that quite kind of brings me to my fucked one that I uh, was talking to you about, and I posted a screenshot on the social media. Um, <laughs> I hate this one. one. Of- <laughs> This one is legitimately fucked, so <laughs> so maybe I should have kept it for the end. Um, I mean, no, I already my... knew about it, but but yeah, go for it. <laughs> I'll tell the masses. Yeah. The, the film The Mummy, a lot of people talk about how hot everyone is in that movie. Yeah. And I agree. However, they always leave out one character that I am extremely attracted to, and that is The Mummy. The mummy itself. Before he turns human again. When he's still like the <laughs> the rotting carcass, um, and he's got uh, he's got his teeth have grown back. He doesn't have eyeballs yet, and he's just like sort of walking around, being like, "You might be of use to me." And I just whew, that gets me. Oh my god! <laughs> but then as soon as he turns human, uh, I'm you over just it. Lose as soon as he gets that skin growing back, you just yeah. lose interest. Not into it. Oh. Jace, <laughs> that's pretty fucked. That's probably my most. Oh, fucked. like I, lo- I love you dearly. I love you dearly, but that is a bit fucked. That is a bit. It's hot. Oh. I, I challenge everyone listening to this to go and rewatch the Mummy, the first Mummy, and <laughs> just watch it with with an open mind, and just try and see where I'm coming from. Oh. Please. <laughs> Oh, I, just, I am I, yet I to find I'm anyone sorry. to agree can, with me on I that. I cannot. I can't. It's 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 a rotting corpse, Jace. It's a rotting corpse. Yeah, but he's hot. It's look. Yeah, I mean, so like. I mean, look. I I can't talk too much because I would fuck <laughs> vampires, and they are also technically corpses. I would fuck the shit out of a vampire. Like fuck <laughs> Lestat in Queen of the Damned, Daddy. Fuck me up. Lestat an interview. Yeah, see, I'm not into that. Yeah, Lestat an interview with the vampire, less so, because uh, it's Tom Cruise, and I know he's like a head shorter mm. than me, and he's he's a dick. Sorry, but Lestat and Queen also, of the Damned. Also, don't watch Tom Hello. Cruise's mummy. Oh, God, no. No. No, thank you. <laughs> but like Lestat from Queen of the Damned, hit me up. Vampire Daddy. Hello. I'm down. But an actual corpse, Jace. A corpse. Uh, the, d- he's royalty. So walking around. <laughs> Has no eyes. <laughs> it's, it's just ribs. It's just ribs and brown shit, and it's walking around and flesh. Like oh. I don't understand. I'm sorry. You're but... gonna have. You're gonna have to stop describing him to oh, me because you're getting me a little hot under the collar. <laughs> no, but I will say one thing. I respect you. I respect you. Thank for you having so that much. opinion. It's a shitty opinion, but I respect you for having it. So can we please I get feel back like to... I I should get some sort of award. <laughs> can we please get back to the listener submissions before I lose my mind? Okay, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, Willem Dafoe? Willem Dafoe? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean... Eh, I do like, get it. I'm not... He's, I'm not into it, but I can un- see why someone else would be, kind of. He's like, very unhinged looking. I kind of get it. Um, I mean, as we saw from his turn in... Uh, Spider-Man as the Green Goblin dude mm-hmm. has a dump truck mm-hmm. like damn double cheeked <laughs> up on a Thursday afternoon <laughs> and and 
some Willem Dafoe trivia that I I thought was well known, but apparently is not super well known. So um, Willem Dafoe was in a movie directed by Lars von Trier called Antichrist. And this film mm-hmm. has a bunch of sex scenes. They had to get Willem Dafoe a penis double <laughs> because the too director big. thought that Willem Dafoe's real penis was too large to be realistic. Oh! Damn, so he's got it in the front and the back. Yeah, dude's packing. Good for him. Both ends. Like, fuck, mate. Good for him. I mean, I could look, look, okay. Oh, I would. I'd do it. Just the <laughs> once. Just to see what it was like. Probably wouldn't be able you to just walk do it so you could say you did. Yeah, just so I could say I did. Like, yeah, I'd fuck Willem Dafoe. Just the once, though. Just the once. Willem Dafoe, I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> He's amongst our vast celebrity listenership. Um, Him and Jerry yeah. O'Connell sit down and listen to the podcast together, apparently. Um. <laughs> yeah, they're dr- you know, they're drinking buddies. They just sit there and they listen to the podcast yeah. and they have a good old chuckle along <laughs> and, you know, just talk about how big their dicks are. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm Defoe. Uh, hit me up. Maybe? I, do- I don't know. I'm on the fence. Like, part of me, the, the weird, like, horny monster part of me is like, yeah. And then the rational part of me is like, Ray? What? No. What are you doing? I so think it's you're my, my, it's, allowed to say. It's my brain and my vagina, I think. They're fighting right now. The girls are fighting. <laughs> they don't know what to think. We haven't made a clear decision yet. So maybe Willem Dafoe, don't call me. Maybe text me. That's probably the best course of action. Willem Dafoe, text me. Do not call Then me. you can just reply whenever you're feeling up to it. Exactly. Exactly. I can just hit him with a, you know, WYD at 3am. <sighs> okay. Um, Moving on. Two people have said... This person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'll be able to guess. Would you like to try and guess who this person is or do you want me to just tell you? Do you want to give me some clues and I can try and mm. guess? He is quite weird looking. Um, is it Steve also Buscemi? Seems very nice. Is it Steve Buscemi? It is! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... You got it! I got that straight away. Um, no, He's one of those ones that I know a lot of people have fucked crushes on him. Um, personally, mm. not for me. No, me either. But whatever gets you going. Respect. And I kind of get it. Like, he seems like, he's, he seems like a very nice man. And he's a very talented He seems actor. like he would be a very attentive lover. Yeah, he just seems like a sweet guy. So, you know what? If, if that's what, you know, if that what, if that's what makes your garden grow, then fucking water it. Mm. Like, onwards. Yep. Into Steve Buscemi. Have fun. Not for me, <laughs> but have a great time, everyone. We're all about respecting the fucked crushes on this podcast, unless it's my fucked crush on the mummy, in which case no one respects that. Um, Don't worry. Once we're at the end of this list, I have one to drop on you that I hinted at earlier today. Okay. I'm excited. All right. The next one who I also got two people have said this one to me. Mm -hmm. Danny McBride. Huh. I would probably... I would allow it to happen with me if that was a thing that uh, ever came up. I wouldn't go seeking it out, but I would, I would, I would um, participate if if the opportunity arose. I mean, I could see that for you. I could definitely see that for you. Not for me personally, but I, I, I could see that for you. <laughs> I'm no, not into no, him. Thank you. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm not into him, yeah. but I would. I mean, I mean, know? look, I like, guess, I guess it's it's just one of those situations where <laughs> I guess it's the same with me and Willem. It's like I'm not into him, but if the opportunity arose, I wouldn't say no. Like, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, like I'm not into it, but like maybe yeah. if you caught me at the right time, and you know, yeah, I didn't have to sign an NDA, and I could talk about God, it. God, I want to sign an NDA before I die. For the, I'd do it for the pod. That is all I want. Like that's that's all I've ever wanted is to sign an NDA about someone I fucked. Like that is just that's life goals for me right there, baby. <laughs> um, it's just like yeah, the other day. We, uh, the other day we were saying that both of us were saying that we would fuck mob bosses, and that's what we want. We want to fuck a mob. Boss. That's true. We would totally both fuck mob bosses. Yeah, hundred percent. I want money. I want power. Exactly. I will take mediocre dick for that. I would honestly. I'll do it. I don't like to say it often, but. I reckon I could change a man. I've done it in the past. Mm. I don't think people should have to do it. <laughs> but I think, look, if you want to, it's just like flipping houses. If that's what mm. gets you going, you know, yeah. do it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yes, let's move um, on. Let's continue. <laughs> this one, these two uh, Jessica sent in. Mm-hmm. I think to um, sort of gloss over the ones that she told me that she was attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are ones that she said that her friend has said that they were attracted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eddie Maguire. What? Yeah, that's fucked, hey. What? What? That's fucked. No! Yeah, so, oh. Yes. What? There, ah. there is a woman under 30 out there who is sexually attracted to Eddie Maguire, which is fucking disgusting. That's horrible. That what, what is wrong with you? That man is a racist. And, and. Oh my God. Fuck. Mark Zuckerberg. No! <laughs> no! No! Oh yeah. my. No. No. Yeah. No. The same person that would have sex with Eddie Maguire also would have sex with Mark Zuckerberg. Can you imagine that threesome? That's the, fucking revolting. Uh, who is the, the, oh, fuck. No. I, who is this person? I need to talk to them. I need to get them some I don't know who this person help. is, but these are the people, this is the person that Jess told me right. um, to cover up her fucked crushes, which are, <laughs> mm. I'm going to go with the slightly less fucked one. Yeah. First. Okay. Uh, you know, Orange is the New Black, the show. Yeah. Oh God, I'm scared already. Uh, the uh, content warning: rapist, prison guard, porn stash. Which, listen, I have be I have the traumas, and I have a very uh, I have been through that specific traumas, and um, oh God, unfortunately, I get it. Oh, Jace. Yeah. This may shock you about me. <laughs> I I also yeah. get it. I'm sorry. I <laughs> Look, it's fucked because he's a horrible, horrible person. The deep well of shame that is formed inside yes. me right now. I'm yes. sorry, but I get it. Yes. Sadly, I I'm get there it. with you. Um but the the actor himself is apparently Lovely. Like a really lovely guy. And I've seen him without the porn stash and he's rather handsome. Uh, so Well, see, I, I feel... think I would need I would need the moustache. <laughs> yeah, of course you need the fucking moustache. 
Of course you do. Um, God. I think I think when you have been traumatized, you can either go one of two ways. You can go mm. completely avoiding anyone who resembles anyone that you've uh, had traumatic experiences with or who has participated in those particular traumatic experiences with someone else. Or mm-hmm. you can be weirdly, disgustingly, fucked upedly attracted to horrible people. And unfortunately, that's where I'm at. Um, no comment. <laughs> in regards to my own preferences, no fucking comment. That's something we'll get into another yeah. time. Which actually, uh, okay. one, of our, one of our listeners, Tamsin, has said that uh, they are keen to have a, like, they want to listen to that whole episode where we discuss our uh, traumas. So we've got mm-hmm. one person who actually would like to listen to that. So that's good. Hell yeah. I mean, if we don't get any other interest, you can just hop on the Discord call with us. And yeah, we'll just, we'll just tell you. it all out there for you. <laughs> all right. Do we have any more listener submitted ones? We do. Uh, Jess's other one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm scared. Bill Clinton. What? Bill Clinton. Yeah, I don't like that one. I don't like that one. See, now you see why Jess threw her friend under the bus. Um. (laughs) God, I thought my thing for Jim Carrey was bad. I thought that was bad. Fuck, I, I feel vindicated right now. I have my crush on Jim Carrey is entirely normal. <laughs> Bill Clinton! Bill fucking Clinton, are you kidding me? Oh and my God. You would not be, well, you might be surprised to learn that he's not our only politician that has been submitted, who has been put forward for most fucked crush. Oh no. This person has asked to remain anonymous. They work, I won't say where, they have a job at which uh, this person is uh, heavily involved oh, no. in at a very high level. Oh, no. This person is attracted oh, no. to Australian politician Christopher Pine. You have got to be fucking joking me. <laughs> you cannot be serious this right is, now. This you... is the worst one that I've got on my list. Ah. Uh... She said that she said that she spends I feel like she said that she spends all day looking at memes of him and and pictures of him and uh, calls him her short king. No No I feel like we're we're gonna have trouble coming up with a title for this episode because approximately ninety percent of this episode has just been me screaming. It's just gonna be called no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is that that's is that? Please tell me that's the last one. Uh, Yes, that that is all the listener submitted crushes. I have one more that I don't think is that fucked, but probably for my age it was fucked. But I would like you to go first with what you were telling me. No, 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 because I was just going to say um, the phrase short king. Uh, <laughs> you know where I'm about to go with this. Um, so, yeah, the phrase short king comes to mind. So um, earlier today, um, well, I was on Twitter and yes. I saw that um, an actor by the name of George Siegel or George Segal, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, had passed away. Yes. Very sad. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's not who I have the crush on. But <laughs> um, he was one of the leads in a TV show in the 90s and early 2000s that I quite liked called Just Shoot Me. <laughs> and <laughs> shut your fucking mouth. Okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. Go. Let- <clears throat> go. This is very serious. 90s David Spade could get it. 90s David Spade is so, he's so pretty. He's just pretty. He's so pretty. Oh my God. Like him now? No, thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sure you're doing great for yourself, David, but I'm not interested. I want a time machine and I want to go back in time and I want to fuck Finch from Just Shoot Me. That's what I okay. want. Okay. That's what I okay. want. You get that time machine. I will come with you back to Just Shoot Me and I will have sex with Elliot in that office because ah! I have the biggest crush on him. <laughs> and I know it's fucked. I know how fucked that is because I was probably yeah. like like 14. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like looking at him, that bald, short, horrible man and thinking, yeah, that, I like Jace, that. That's, Jace, mm. Jace, David Spade was like a head shorter than him. Okay, if we're talking short. I'm not, I'm not arguing that mine's worse than yours, <laughs> trust me. Oh, no, it's about to get worse. It's okay, about to go. get worse, Jace. So I already clued you in into 90s David Spade earlier. Yes. And I said that there was part of something relating to that that mm-hmm. I wanted to leave for the crush. Uh, not the crush, the oh, pod. God. Fuck. Oh, God, mm-hmm. I'm Freudian slipping all over the place. So. <laughs> I'm nervous. I, as a child, mm-hmm. I also... Had a crush. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is really hard to admit. I had a crush on Cusco from The Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> As in the titular emperor. As in a horrible narcissistic skinny little bastard who spends the majority of the movie as a llama to clarify I do not have a crush on the llama it was just him as a human just as a human but Lil Ray Lil like preteen Ray wanted some of that and predict that's what they wanted they were like damn just look at this like skinny little motherfucker with a bad haircut who's mean to everyone and I was like oh my god I want that I want is that, that where it all stemmed from? Do you think your type is that? <laughs> is that Just patient skinny, zero? Skinny, awful people. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think the asshole thing was a part. But looking at mm. my childhood crushes, like like my like childhood childhood, like when I was an actual mm-hmm. kid and I was watching kids movies. My other crushes from kids movies were mm. Milo from Atlantis. So another mm-hmm. skinny, awkward little nerd. And Jack yes. Skellington. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't and put I, that one forward for fucked. It's not I, even a fucking person. You're telling me that my crush on the titular mummy is fucked, <laughs> but you had a crush on a fucking body with a skeleton head. Skull, that's what it's called. <laughs> skeleton head. Look, he could sing and he had feelings and <laughs> like... Him and Sally oh, just love each other so much. And the mummy and... didn't have feelings. <laughs> the the mummy just wanted to fucking destroy shit. Okay, Jack Anger just is wanted a to make people. 
Jack just wanted to make people happy, okay? Like he just wanted Anger to Anger is a like, feeling. He just wanted to bring Christmas joy to everyone, okay? And he he loved his his constituents. Mm-hmm. He loved, you know, he loved everyone in that town. And like he loved Sally so much and he had a little fucking dog, a little ghost dog. And why am I defending this? Why am I sitting here defending a children's character? You know who's got a fat ass? <laughs> Jim Carrey's Grinch. Jace, don't do this to me. I'm not ready to talk. I'm not ready to talk about this. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. I'm the sorry. Only, I, I don't agree with your Jim Carrey crush. However, Jim Carrey is the Grinch. I Jim Carrey would. is the Grinch. Could get it. I'm sorry. I you know what's interesting? Oh, what's interesting? The fact that I'm about to die of embarrassment right now. Is that interesting? <laughs> that's, that's not interesting because that's nothing new. Oh, fuck off. Anyway, yes, go on. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, as a child, a lot of crushes on cartoon characters, which I think is normal as a child. Um, I had a crush mm-hmm. on every single character, like mm-hmm. main character in Captain Planet. Gaia, Linker. Captain Planet, Wheeler, oh my god. Like, all of them. I had a crush on them. That, I mean, that doesn't surprise me. You're a vegan. <laughs> I get it. Um, like, you care. And, like, look, <laughs> to be fair, they were all kind of, like, look, I love you, but they were all just kind of very generic, except for Captain Planet. Like, you know, little blue space boy, little, you know. Gaia? Captain Planet. She wasn't. Yeah. She was a fuck. She oh, was true, Mother Nature true. herself. Yeah. Yeah, but like I mean, like the the humans, mm. eh, like they're they're just they're generic teenagers. Like they're so eh. diverse. That shows I mean, you how diverse my crushes are. <laughs> we <laughs> and my crushes aren't diverse. Oh no, like, I never argued that they were not diverse. Look, uh, I'm sorry. One of them was a fucking Aztec emperor. Okay, <laughs> and a so, llama. Not as the llama. I need to stress I did not have a crush on the llama. It was only him as a human. I had normal childhood crushes as well. One of my normal childhood crushes was Jodie Foster in Bugsy Malone. Mm -hmm. Um, And also um, Flory Duggar, who played Blousey Brown in Bugsy Malone. Those two. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Jodie Foster was disgustingly sexy in Bugsy Malone. I... Jace, how how old were these people in Bugsy Malone again? They were children playing adults. They were like uh, between the ages of like 11, maybe 10 and 13. I'm only allowing this because you're talking about how you felt about it as a child. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Like, ugh, right please, now, I do no. not, obviously, you know what I mean? <laughs> But no, it was really inappropriate because they really sexualized Jodie Foster big time Uh, in that role. And it was so inappropriate. Um, Looking back, it's still one of my favorite movies, but looking back, I'm like, this is like fucked up. She's talking about like taking men home and like poor little lesbian. That's sad. One of my weirdest, actually a weird childhood crush that I had was, did you ever watch Touched by an Angel? No, I did not. I was obsessed with religious uh, television shows, but I was raised non-denominational. I was raised right. without any religion at all, but I just loved those like Christian shows about God and like Seventh Heaven I was obsessed with, Touched by an Angel I was obsessed mm. with. 
I had a massive mm. crush on the angel of death in Touched by an Angel. He was like a okay. 36-year-old man who was like... All right. Yeah. And also... So, uh, I am Googling this right now. <laughs> yeah. Do it. The angel of death. His name is John Die. By an angel. <laughs> My... Okay. Okay. Let's see. I'm waiting for it to load. Mm-hmm. Are you off airplane mode? I'm off airplane. Oh, yeah. He's hot. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, he's hot. Hey. He's but I hot. was like a child. I was probably like nine or something. I was obsessed I, with him. Well, and I the think, main I think chick. It's not, I think it's not uncommon to have crushes on adults when you're a child. Like, I think, I think that's mm. fine. Um, yeah. I think that's fairly normal. <laughs> the problem is when the adults are... Uh, reciprocate that's where it gets that's when up. it's fucked hello to my first few boyfriends <laughs> yeah shout out to <laughs> um i was 15 you fucking disgusting pig anyway yeah shout uh, out let's to... not get into that shout out to <laughs> i was 14 <laughs> if you're fucking listening <laughs> i was about to say i hope you're both dead but i actually cannot find on social media anywhere so he may actually be dead so i shouldn't say that but also if you're dead i'm glad <laughs> he was 24 uh, or something like that yeah but like you said um you know we do have at least one listener who at some point wants an episode dedicated to that shit we're gonna have to put some pretty heavy <laughs> trigger warnings i think oh, that's yeah. why i haven't gone too far like i haven't gone too in depth about a lot of things yet because Mm. I am worried about broaching those topics because they can be rather heavy and I feel like doing it, like it, it, I, I would need to give it the respect it deserves, um, especially yeah. speaking about my own experiences because like for me, I make jokes about my shit all the time, like all yeah. the fucking time. But sometimes you'll make these jokes and other people will just be horrified. They'll be like, mm. oh my God, you went through that. What the fuck yeah. happened? And I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah. This is so funny. Like, like we use humor to cope. But yeah, I think if I was to like go into like some details at yeah. some point, like it would, be it would need to, yeah, like it would need to have some pretty heavy trigger warnings and like we would need to edit around it very carefully and like we would need to talk about it very carefully. So I think that's why I haven't gone super in depth. I was thinking um, maybe a bonus pod. Like mm -hmm. we do our regular yeah. Uh, yeah. weekly one where we talk about funny stuff and other things to do with mental health. But then we like yeah. put out another one midweek maybe that is the, that is just the yeah. traumatic shit that people can miss if they would like to. Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that idea. We can, um, we can expand on yeah. that more. I think. Let's just plan um, out the whole podcast our, of the on pod air, on mic. <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely think we can talk about that yeah. um, off mic, but that is something I'd be interested to talk about at some point. I also think it would be therapeutic for me. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I'm just, I'm just using this as therapy now because I don't have money for an actual therapist, so I'm just going to talk about it on the <laughs> internet. But then again, a lot of people do because hey healthcare Yay. fucked up right not cheap no. not fucking cheap my god so yeah that was that, uh, that anyway, was Jace, fucked crush corner yeah um 
that was fucked crush corner that went for a lot longer than i thought it would but i'm not upset didn't about that didn't i say that. last episode we could get another 40 minutes out of I, this i yeah honestly and i mean look if people keep sending them to us this is going to become a regular segment but <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm going to keep we will keep talking oh, about we will. it we but, will i love it yeah. i love it but having said that i think i think we've uh, just about hit the point of we really wrapping have. it up for the day um especially because yes. we've been talking for so long about fucked crushes i don't know if we could switch topic at this point because we're just we're just stuck we're stuck there um <laughs> yeah so jace i have a question for you yes hit me with it uh even though um i <laughs> even though <laughs> even though i just defended my crush on a skeleton man for at least five <laughs> minutes straight. Do you still like me? I do still like you, Ree. <laughs> and Ree. Yes, Jace. Even though I would love to get down and dirty with a rotting <laughs> of a um, man with no eyeballs and oh. no skin from the mummy. <laughs> Do you still like me? I do. It pains me, but I do. I know. I was going to say it really sounds like it hurts you to say that you do. Oh you can God. tell the truth, you know. No, no, no. I'm too I still, much for you. Look, I still like you because uh, liking you and being friends with you means that uh, I saved. have a friend that has worse crushes than me. So I'm going to hang on to that. Also, I might have COVID, so be nice. Well... <laughs> Fingers crossed that everything turns out okay and that you can live to have fucked crushes another day. 